0: The fact is, summertime is upon us. Are you asking yourself the question, oh, what happened to the winter? My guest today has some great ideas on what we can do as moms to get into the fitness and healthy routine that we need for ourselves and for our families. Stay
1: tuned. Welcome to the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast, a show that lifts encourages, supports, and educates mothers to do their best in their awesome responsibility to raise, teach, and champion the rising generation. Join us as we talk to and answer questions from mothers nationwide about the challenges, heartbreaks, joys, and lessons learned from one mother to another.
0: Thank you for joining me during our American Mother's Mom-to-Mom podcast. I am your host, Deanne Taylor, and today I am happy to welcome Julie Cangiolosi. Julie has a BS and is a registered dietitian and graduate of the Russell Sage College Nutrition Science Program. She completed a dietetic internship at the University of Connecticut and has been published in the Journal of the American Dietetic Association, of which she is a member. Her science education has led to a career as an associate director of the Novartis Pharmaceuticals. In 2011, Julie married James Cangiolosi, an Air Force Office of Special Investigations Special Agent. They are the proud parents of Landon and Elle and two guardian angels. Julie has appeared on nationally syndicated talk shows, is a Today Show Parenting Team's contributor, a best-selling author and the reigning Mrs. D.C. International and the new 2023 D.C. Mother of the Year. When not championing her favorite causes, Julie and her family can be found traveling the world, visiting museums, and cheering on the Washington Cardinals. Julie, I'm so happy you could join us today. Thank you.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's truly my honor to be able to talk a little bit about health and fitness and some of my favorite topics today.
0: Julie, summer is coming really quickly and none of us are ever ready for summertime. We haven't eaten well, we haven't exercised, we haven't done anything. We just kind of had the winter blues. So (laughs) what is the first thing we should probably do?
2: The first thing is to forgive yourself and realize that today is another day. We may have started with our New Year's resolutions in January, and sometimes we may fall off a little bit of track in February, but it's okay because even though, even if you take a few months of a little bit of a break, it's a new day and a new start, and every day that you make one little change is a, in a positive direction, so you're still continuing with your actual resolution, and sometimes It sometimes just takes a little longer.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because we did a goals versus resolutions podcast at the beginning of the year. And one of the major things we try to emphasize that any progress is progress. You're further along towards your goal than you were when you made it. So forgive yourself, give yourself some grace and move forward and learn what you might have to change a little bit along the way to make it more efficient and effective for you.
2: Absolutely. You know, it's always like those graphs, right? Like, very rarely do you ever get a straight line right back up to hit your goal. There's always some curves and some twists and turns in life because it is life. So, it, you'll get there as long as you stay committed to yourself and have that, like you mentioned, forgiveness and grace to say, it's okay because today is a new day and I'm going to start my day with a great fresh cup of fruit and oatmeal opposed to something, a gooey omelet or whatever your old go-to's used to be. And just have everything that you still enjoy and have pleasure out of life because yes, food fuels our body, right? We do need it to have our general processes, but You also want to enjoy it. You want to be able Mm -hmm. to enjoy the food that you're eating, whether that's taking a little extra time to sit down for your meal or just what you're choosing to eat with a smaller portion.
0: That's good. You said a gooey omelet. What do you mean gooey omelet? I like my omelets, but I also like them with peppers and Um, onions and and a little spinach. And so that's not a gooey. Of course, that has to be No, that's not a gooey
2: omelet. To me, a gooey (laughs) omelet is one with lots of, different cheeses and maybe sausage and some other, you know, not as heart friendly items in the omelet. A great egg white omelet with some spinach and tomato and a little bit of feta cheese is actually my favorite breakfast to have when I actually have time to make a full breakfast. So you can make even things that you may traditionally like in a healthy manner by choosing and swapping out different cheeses or swapping out a protein. So for me, I do eat a lot of eggs. So I try to incorporate a lot of extra egg whites not to have an excess amount of cholesterol from the egg yolks itself although it does give you a great source of iron so you've got to find that balance there like anything else in life so just finding choices that work for you but that you can still enjoy them
0: we're talking about the summertime coming up Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: we're going to have our barbecues and our opportunities go out i know it's important to be wise in what you eat even if you go to somebody else's house Is there a way you can do it without making them feel offended?
2: Absolutely. Most of the time, right? At least you always bring something yourself too, right? I never show up at a house empty-handed. I always make sure that you have something. So one great option that's super easy and it's kind of not sneaky, but it's a little bit on the slide to be able to bring it in is you bring a healthy dish instead of bringing cookies. Why don't you bring a beautiful fruit salad or bring something that's going to complement what they're already having for their barbecue, but in a healthy way. So you know that there's at least one item on there that you can have and not feel bad about. Other great swaps that I absolutely love when it comes to a barbecue is swapping out my bun for my burger and use a lettuce wrap instead. And most of the time, there's already lettuce out there either because you can make it into a salad form or there's the larger pieces to just put on your regular sandwich. So it's a great way to be able to swap out and not offend anybody because that would be the last thing I would want to do, especially as a guest in somebody's home.
0: Something else I like to do the lettuce wrap so I can enjoy my french fries with it.
2: Absolutely it's all about balance. So believe me, I love a good French fries, especially if I have a little mayo so I can dip it in. I'm more mm-hmm. of a mayo girl than a ketchup girl for French fries. But I also want to be able to enjoy desserts or even pizza night with my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Landon is eight, Ella is six years old, and I want them to have a healthy relationship with food. And it's important for me, not only as a dietitian, but just as a mom, for them to be able to really understand that there are no, quote, quote, bad foods out there that, yes, there may be foods that are a little higher in fat or in calories and obviously always reach out to your doctor if there's anything that you may not be able to have, but I want them to know that it's okay to have pizza together. And I just have one slice of pizza with a salad and they still get to be part of that fun pizza night Mm -hmm. and experience and not realize or ever think that pizza is a bad food out there.
0: I like what you said that there are really no bad foods. It's just the amount that you take in, and the frequency. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really good balance. I like that idea. The only bad food is something that's going to make you sick because you're allergic to it or or whatever. But that's a personal thing. And Ah. something else, it's really hard sometimes not to um, push your preferences onto somebody else. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? We've well, got to have this. This is the best,
2: right? For at least my kids, I always tell them that I always want them to try new foods. Food is a huge part of not only society but family time and things like that. But I always ask them to try one bite. You don't have to eat them all. You, if you don't like the Brussels sprouts and you tried one and you don't like it, then that's fine. We'll try it again, right? And they always say it takes eight to twelve times to b- develop a habit in general. Well it's kind of similar with food too. Sometimes you have to try items multiple times before you have an appreciation for them. So although some things may be my favorite, I know they're not going to really particularly enjoy it, but I want them to just try a little piece to just try to see and expand. And I will tell you, my children eat way more at their ages than I did as a child. And it's not because I wasn't exposed to it. It was just Purely that, well, one, I was a little stubborn as a child, but the other part of it is that I just didn't have that old taste bud experience yet. And I just had this weird thing. I was like, no, I didn't like it, but I would at least try it. And now I eat everything. My mother's still, sometimes I swear to this day, a little amazed, like, oh, you eat that? Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I had a friend that taught me a really good way to get my children to eat that. We call it the no thank you bite. Oh you have one bite and no, thank you. I don't want anything else, but I will honor, especially the hostess. If you're another place, remember the no thank you bite. And so they swallow the one bite down and sometimes they go, Oh, that's good. I'll take some more. But most of the time they've had their mind made up already that I'm not going to like that. So I like the idea of the no thank you bite, but you can keep introducing it to the no thank you bites. And pretty soon (laughs) they just might say okay, I finally decide I like this.
2: Yeah. And, you know, we found that with our kids that even with some protein, right? Like we'd have steak and my daughter it might've been like a look of it or something. It was like, oh no, 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 I don't like that. And so it, until about six or seven times, then now it's one of her favorite foods.
0: And when she's we like, oh, we're we
2: going to make it.
0: <laughs> that's great. My husband, when we first married, there's a lot of things that he would eat, But oh, then really? he finally, oh yeah, there was a lot of things he would need. And so I was really, what am I going to do? Because this is not the way I was raised. So I just said, I'm just going to cook you some food and I'd love to have you try it. And he was really good about it because he liked the way I fixed it. He did not like the way his mother fixed it. Oh, how interesting! Well, we will yeah. not
2: let her know that.
0: But yes, no, no. Fortunately, her. she's it gone is. now. But anyway, that we didn't make that a topic of conversation when we yeah. talked to her. No, she was yeah. just really happy. Well, I knew you'd love that when you were growing up, and I'm going, oh yeah, right, whatever.
2: It's such a good point, though, right? It's sometimes how you prepare the food. Yes. Uh, but one thing that I also love is to have my kids help me in the kitchen. So that's another way for them to be able to try new foods as well. So one thing I really love to do is to have my kids help me in the kitchen. So I think if they start with the preparing, whether you're learning how to cut and you're really part of it, because I don't know about you, but I always end up taking a few bites as I'm cutting vegetables or fruit always. or whatever it may be. Yeah, always. Always. Um, Always, right? It's so easy, especially if I'm, I'm baking, right? It's very easy to, to grab those. But when they're part of that meal prep, then they are also have that sense of pride and they were going to be more enticed to eat it because they were part of that process. And I think that also goes when we have meals and we'll have the bigger Sunday meals where we'll sit down at the table and we take out, or as my, my kids will say, the nice napkins, which are the cloth napkins, or we put the flowers out on the table. When you're part of that preparation process, it makes that meal feel a little extra special. And you're also going to be a little bit more willing to try something because you were part
0: of it. Right. I think that's a good point. I know some mothers don't have a very large kitchen and they can't have a lot of their children in there. So they assign their child a week to help in the kitchen or one day of the week Mm -hmm. that they come and help. So they still have that opportunity. So when they leave home, they have some idea of what a kitchen looks like and what goes on in the kitchen. (laughs) Yeah, that's so hard.
2: And another thing they could also do, because I totally understand we live in downtown DC. So our kitchen is not this big, expansive kitchen. Sometimes we'll even use the table and I will set up landon or l at the table with a cutting board so they don't always have to be right at the counter with you you can find other ways to be able to incorporate them into a smaller space or take turns so you know l how about you help me with the strawberries and landon you can help me with the cucumbers or whatever it may be so they're both part of that process
0: that's good also the table is a lower platform Mm -hmm. so it's easier for children now you Take talked her. about Thank your you. Sunday dinner. When I yeah, when I when I grew up, it was every night at the table with the family. And and it was uninterrupted time. You were there, you're with your family. You did not leave the table until everybody was finished. And then even then you say, May I be excused, please. And then mother, of course, had to say, You may be excused. And then you go to the sink and wash your dish and help with that too. You're just not okay here I'm I'm here to eat and scarf it down and you're gone <laughs> and disappear which unfortunately families do that a lot nowadays everybody is so busy and life is so hectic
2: yeah it's really hard and I'll say you know I'm a busy working mom I travel a lot for work too so I think you have to make that dedicated time we know it's not going to be every day of the week it's just impossible also with their activities my children are in dance, and we have chess, and we have karate, and we have piano, there's a lot of things to be able to juggle. So sometimes sitting down for a big former meal can't happen during the week, which is why we make that effort on the weekends to really make sure that we're sitting down, taking that time to have that conversation too. Because I think that's another huge part of having those bigger sit down meals is to build that family time of really connecting and talking without distractions of cell phone or TVs or sports or anything else that may be going on.
0: That's a really good thought. I like the idea I learned from one mother is she had a jar. It doesn't have to be a jar. It could be anything, but she had a jar and children would take turns when it was their turn, when they sat down to dinner, they would pick out a paper and on that paper would be a question and the family would discuss that question. I thought that was a really good way to get the family interacting and talking. So, when they had a real issue that they needed to talk about, they're already used to talking. It wasn't going to be foreign or awkward because they're used to spending time and talking together.
2: I love that. I think I'm going to have to incorporate that idea to have a little jar. And it's a great way to get your kids involved to come up with some of the questions, too. Oh, that's a good idea. Pretty creative themselves for what questions they may come up with. So um, I have, I love that idea. I'm gonna have to do that.
0: For Christmas, my grandchildren gave me, well, one family gave me a little deck of cards that were on a, a ring. And what it is, questions that you should ask grandma and grandpa. So oh, something that. like, how did you meet? What is your favorite food? Do you have a favorite color? It's just all these things to get to know grandma and grandpa. And I thought that might be really good for the jar. That is. That's
2: awesome. And, you know, honestly, that is another great tool that if you're fortunate enough to have a meal out with your family that you can easily throw in your purse, although mine kind of is the the forever Mary Poppins bag that has a lot of stuff (laughs) in it, but it would be great to be able to throw some of those questions or those cards in there to have those conversations out in public too. So it doesn't have to just be at the home because, you know, people are busy and they travel. So I think anytime that you can have a family meal together, it is that moment to be able to have that connection because I think you're right that if your kids or grandkids feel comfortable coming to you because they're so used to talking as a group when they inevitably eventually have a speed bump in life it's great that they'll know and feel comfortable to be able to come to you and say grandma this happened or mom this happened so I love that
0: the one thing great is because you are sitting together eating good food together because that's part of society That's just part of life. And unfortunately we have gotten away from a lot of that. But I think most people are wanting to bring it back, at least on the weekends, like you said, or one day a week, even one day a week would be a challenge for a lot of families.
2: Oh, absolutely to work for. and I'm guilty, believe me, i run out of my house with food in my hand and a coffee in the other, running from one thing to another. So even as much as I know how important it is, I, I'm still a typical modern woman that you have to balance it all to be able to figure it out. So that's why you need that same grace and courtesy with yourself, even if you are a little delayed on your resolutions like we talked about earlier, or you may not be able to sit down as a family every night, even that once or twice really does make a difference, especially for our littles in our life.
0: Right, right. Now we're eating well. We also need to take care of our bodies. Besides just eating well, we need to balance that and keep our systems in check too. So yes. you love fitness, and you know I that. Do can love you kind of help us get ready for the summer, or Absolutely. just healthy all year long? <laughs>
2: Yes. Fitness has been such an important part of my life, actually, ever since I was little. I still remember getting one Christmas. This is by my request because I grew up in the 80s where Jane Fonda was super popular and my mom mm-hmm. would do the Jane Fonda workouts and I was fascinated by them. And I would kind of sneak behind her on the couch, even though she would tell me I wouldn't need to do it yet. And I would try to mimic all the movements behind was actually a kit called the Get in Shape Girl kit. And they were these purple little weights um, that you would wear on your ankles. And I probably, weighed, honestly, like less than a half a pound. I don't think they were very heavy, but I just fell in love with movement and I've always been super active since then, whether it was training in in ballet, studied it for most of my life and was very active and I had a dance minor in college even, but I'm also certified to teach Pilates and spin and most other group exercise formats. So for me, fitness is part of just my general makeup and I think it's really important to get some movement during the day. Now, I would love to spend hours in the gym, believe me, because it's a happy place. But I don't have that time. We all only have 24 hours in a day. And I definitely do not now at this point in my life have three hours to sit over there, although sometimes it would be nice. So it's important to even just sneak in. Little bits during the day, whether you're going outside for a walk, living in downtown D.C., we have amazing scenery to be able to walk around. But you could also just incorporate five minutes a day of movement, even by your desk, if you're in an office or at home, and those five minutes, if you do that six times a day, that's 30 minutes of exercise. So you're able to incorporate small things. And it doesn't have to be some, you know, take out a jump rope and do jumping jacks. It can be something very, very simple, including, believe it or not, cleaning. I don't know about you, but I do not like dust on my hardwood floor. So I vacuum every single day and moving and walking around the house, it's actually physical exercise. It may not be what you traditionally think as movement, but all of those activities that we do throughout the day will start to add up. So you just want to try to add just a little bit more than what you were doing at the beginning of the year to start having more of that movement.
0: You can be very creative. I read of one lady who put some, uh, cleaning floor wipes on her feet. And she did lunges and squats and things like that and cleaned the floor while she was doing that. And I thought that is so creative.
2: That is I just be careful, right? Hopefully you didn't freshly mop it because then you may be sliding and doing some splits. But that is very, very creative, please for everyone's safety. No, but I think in time, we just obviously came out of our pandemic. So we were all home for a long time, and I even still get reminders on my phone on my step count telling me that I still haven't been able to catch up on my normal daily steps since then. So we've had to be a little bit more creative at home. So even if you don't have a gym, there's so many free options online for you to be able to do five-minute workouts. I've even done some wall Pilates, which is such an interesting concept to me, but you're able to get all that core strengthening, which is really important, especially for females, at the comfort of your own home. So you don't need to have all the fancy equipment. You can literally be able to use stuff out of your house, even canned goods as weights. Who doesn't have a big old can of tomatoes? At least I do, right? I always have some basics that are in the cupboard or sugar, right? And you can start using those. Just make sure they're both the same weight. So you, You don't have one really large bicep, I guess, but you can use everyday items that you already have in your house. You don't need to go buy the crazy equipment that's out there if you can't.
0: Yeah, I think the important thing is to remember the why we're even talking about this. Mm -hmm. We want healthy moms. We want them to eat well and take care of themselves. We want them to take care of their bodies, however that may be, works best for them. And also give themselves grace if they don't get it done every day or three times a week, like they want to. We want you healthy and you want to be healthy to take care of your family and your children. And I mean, who wants to get sick? It's no fun.
2: No. And there's one other piece of that. I always think about health and fitness that we sometimes don't talk about. And that's the last piece of the mental component. So we already talked a little bit about nutrition. We touched upon the importance of physical exercise, especially to help our cardiovascular health. And the other big thing is our mental health, right? We are in a crazy new epidemic now of needing to have better mental health and mental hardiness. So really also take time for that. And it does not have to be this really long thing. You could do a five minute meditation. You can sit quietly in a room and journal. You can find that moment of peace because I think, especially as moms, that we are all trying to juggle so much. It can be overwhelming at times. So it's really important to take a step back and find a healthy outlet to make sure that your mental health is in check as well.
0: That's a really good idea. And I think when you have those three components, your physical, your mental, and and all of your health, eating and stuff, that also helps with your emotional health. Mm It's all so interrelated that if one component is missing, it throws you off balance. Yes, absolutely. It's important that we recognize that. And if mom doesn't have it, she can't help the family find it.
2: No, you have to be able to have that self-love and self-care to be able to fill your own cup before you can give it to others. Otherwise, you are always going to be on empty.
0: Right. We did a whole podcast last year about self-care. And there are so many different ways women did self-care. One was to spend time with their grandchildren just going to their football games or baseball, whatever sports they were in. Another one was just sitting quietly for five minutes. Another one was taking a walk. Self-care is different for everybody. And you need to find what self-care is best for you. Some is service. I think for mine, my self-care is my service. Because I find satisfaction in helping others.
2: I, mine is also the same. That is when I feel my best is when I am giving to others uh, so completely. But I think the great thing is, is that we're all uniquely different and there's so many different avenues to be able to have the importance for self-care. You just have to find it. So right. even if it, you don't even have five minutes, mamas, just hide in the bathroom for an extra two. The kids will be okay. <laughs>
0: And you're lucky if the kids aren't going, mom, are you in there? Are you in there? Well, that's
2: usually what happens to me. Or mine will send notes now under the door.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're still the mom. So you have to make it work when you can make it work. And remember, give yourself grace if it does not happen the way you anticipate it to happen or you planned it to happen. It's okay. You make it work. and and, uh, flexible. I mean, aren't we? We're moms. We're flexible. People say, can you make that work? I'm a mom. I'm flexible. If I'm not, I would have broken a long time ago.
2: Absolutely. And tomorrow is always a new day. So I know you can't obviously see it and I won't read it, but that's basically what this important, almost like a family mantra is behind us is to, you know, you all have been given this day to use as you will, and it is a gift and to make every moment count. And it's okay because if it doesn't get done, tomorrow is a new day. So just really be kind to yourselves, mama, because we really push ourselves really hard. And it's important to know that we have another day tomorrow.
0: Oh, Julie, thank you so much for spending time with us and helping us understand the importance, the value, and the need for good food fitness, mental health, and emotional health. And uh, I hope our listeners will listen to this time and time again to get that enthusiasm built within themselves to make it happen for them in whatever way works best for them. So thank thank you, you, Julie. Thank you for having me. I loved talking with Julie. She has so many great ideas that we moms can consider and incorporate into our lives, no matter what stage of life we are in. Take a few minutes to look for five-minute workouts online that might be useful for you and your family. Maybe your kids will join in with you like Julie did her mom. And remember, recognize whatever progress you are making, you are making progress. Forgive yourself and give yourself a little grace as you work through the process. Have you ever thought about what your mantra is? What about your parenting mantra that you have for your children? Next time, several of the 2023 State Mothers of the Year will share their parenting mantras. You will definitely want to join us and maybe get inspired on what you might consider for your mantra and one for your family. American Mothers has opened its search for the 2024 Mother of the Year of each state. Please consider nominating a special mother in your life your mother, a grandmother, a special friend or someone who has helped you as a mom figure throughout your life, just go to AmericanMothers.org nominate. You have until September 15th, so you don't have to do it today, but start thinking about it. As we close this episode, I want to share with you a couple of the responses of the Mothers of the Year from 2023 when they were asked, how did you feel when you were told you were the State Mother of the Year? I think you'll enjoy the variety of responses. Our first mother is Jennifer Schmaltz from Connecticut. The second mother is Nika Miguel from Idaho and the third is Lisa Newell from Maine.
3: My name is Jennifer Schmaltz and I am Connecticut Mother of the Year 2023. I was actually surprised. I don't know. It just was a shock a little bit. I didn't really expect to be chosen. I had known a little bit about the American mothers and the mother of the year. And some of these ladies are just absolutely extraordinary. I feel like, and I know this probably comes across wrong, but I just feel like an everyday ordinary mom. You know, I know some of these women, they run their own businesses and they have children with disabilities or their foster parents, or they have more than two children and a a busy life. So I really didn't feel like I was up on that kind of a level, but it's pretty exciting. But I'm going to tell you is that you are amazing though, because what you do every day. (laughs) So yeah, what you do showing up, what you do is amazing. It truly is. I admire you so much. Thank you. In 2023, Idaho, mother of the year. Oh, my goodness.
0: I I think I'm still processing it. You know, I still not sure what to think about it all,
3: but I am encouraged to encourage other mothers. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Hi, my name is Lisa Newell, and I have been selected the 2023 Mother of the Year for the state of Maine. It meant a lot to me, to be quite honest. I was shocked. I was stunned because I ended up meeting the other candidates for the state of Maine, and I felt that uh, they were more deserving than I was. Their accomplishments were unbelievable. And listening to their bios at the gala that was held here in Maine, I was sitting there stunned saying and i told my husband this there's no way i can compete with this these ladies are unbelievable their accomplishments what they've done and what they continue to do for the community and for the state so i was completely stunned i was very happy but i was very stunned
1: Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of mom to mom encouragement. We understand that being a mother can be overwhelming, but we hope that you found something useful you can apply to your own life. We invite you to share this episode with a friend who might also enjoy the message. The mission of American Mothers is to support mothers, empowering them to positively impact their families and communities. We want each one of you to discover and share your innate, inherent, and natural abilities to bless your children and others.
0: The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the American Mothers Mom-to-Mom podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of American Mothers Incorporated, its members or employees. AMI is not responsible for nor does it verify the accuracy of the information contained in the podcast, nor does the series constitute any professional advice or services. We look forward to visiting with you one mom to another. Just do your best at mothering and remember you're not alone. You've got an army of mothers all around you, cheering you on.